With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome into the PFF NFL Daily. Today discussing the first defensive player off the board. Not only who is it going to be, we already debated that here on the Daily, but when is it going to happen? It's an offensive-minded draft, so we're going to decide when does the first defensive player come off the board. It's all brought to you by DraftKings. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code PFF when you sign up to turn $1 into $100 in free bets if the basketball team of your choosing hits a three. That's code PFF to turn $1 into $100 in free bets for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. All right, Sam. We've been debating some of these defensive players over the last couple weeks. And looking back historically, this could be an historic draft with all offensive players, QBs, receivers coming off the board, offensive weapons like Kyle Pitts. When do we see the first defensive player coming off the board? Yeah, it's not a great-looking defensive draft, particularly not at the top. And um, I'm told that the latest a defensive player has ever come off the board in a draft in the common draft era uh, was Champ Bailey. 1999, Champ Bailey lasted until the seventh overall pick of the draft to the Washington, you know, the thing that they were before the football team. Um, And I, I think if you look at this draft... The earliest that a defensive player could come off the board is number seven. And I think that is probably less likely than it is um, going to happen. Detroit pick at number seven. They're the wild card in the top ten. I think they could go pretty much anywhere with their first pick. It's the new regime, Dan Campbell. Um, Who knows where the Lions are going? They could, I guess, in theory, pick a defensive player. But if they don't, I don't think Carolina will. Denver won't. The first guy coming off the board is probably going to be at number 10 to the Dallas Cowboys. And obviously Dallas have been paired with a cornerback quite a lot so far in this draft process. But even that isn't a lock. Like Dallas could easily go in a different direction, um, start repairing that offensive line. They wouldn't necessarily have to take a defensive player. Yeah, it is really fascinating to look at because the first team that really needs to look defense is the first team that has a non-QB pick, the Falcons at four. You know, if you're slotting in Falcons needs, it's corner, edge again, any sort of impact player on the defensive side of the ball. But um, it's been tough mock drafting for the Falcons just because uh, there's no good defensive player that fits. There's no impact, clear cut. Here's this, you know, here's Chase Young. You know, if this was a year ago, and those top three QBs were coming off the board. Chase Young's going at four overall to the Falcons, you know? So um, you just don't have that this season. We did do a whole daily trying to debate who the best defensive player was. And then if you look at the PFF draft board, the first defensive player is at seven. And that was the first place where you said, okay, maybe it's the Lions at that spot. Um, and, and that guy's Micah Parsons as far as the draft board goes. But he's a linebacker, Sam. You know, he's a guy that 
Uh, you don't always want to take a linebacker, even a guy as special as Micah Parsons, uh, you know, how good he is against the run and athletic and what he, uh, you know, what his potential looks like. So there really isn't a clean, clear cut favorite. And again, going back to the PFF draft board after Micah Parsons, it's Patrick Sertan at number 12. So there's only two defensive players in our top 12. I do agree that the Lions at seven are the first team that looks that way. But you're right. It could end up being the Cowboys at 10 before we see a defensive player. Yeah. And, you know, when you start to think about it, I do kind of wonder why play what separates a guy like Patrick Sertan from the top 10. You know, if you even if you just rewind a year ago where Jeffrey Akuda was the number one cornerback on most people's boards. Jeffrey Akuda was was a surefire top 10 pick, people, you know, on higher. And obviously, look at how high he ended up going. Um, like, what's the difference between Patrick Sertan and Jeffrey Akuda? Sertan's got three years of excellent grading. He's, I think, as technically advanced and sound as Akuda is. Maybe is a slightly worse athlete, not quite as, as impressive in that degree. But... It seems like we've just sort of arbitrarily decided that, yeah, Sertan's good, but he's 10 to 20 good, not top 10 good. Whereas there has to be, I think, a degree of market fluctuation in this and that, look, there, this isn't a great year for defense. And if you need defense, maybe a guy like him should get pushed up into the top 10. Yeah, I, I think he gets pushed down because just of the the special players, right? We we mentioned a few weeks ago when the Dolphins made that trade up to number six, they're essentially assuring themselves of uh, of the quote unquote blue chip player, right? The stud player, uh, regardless of position. I think between that and the fact that we're talking about five QBs going in the potentially in the top ten or at least in the top fifteen, that's naturally going to push defensive players down. And that's, you know, what we're debating here. So if you have three quarterbacks, not only coming off the board at the top, but at the top of our draft board, and then you have Kyle Pitts, the unicorn, Jamar Chase, one of the better wide receiver prospects to come out in a long time, Devontae Smith, Heisman winner at wide receiver and an absolute star, even with his lanky build, a couple other quarterbacks to debate, Panay Sewell, one of the you know best young tackle prospects we've seen in a while. You just have a lot of high-end offensive talent and QBs. And I think that naturally just pushes these defensive players down the board. So I think it's a fair question about Sertan when compared to, say, a Jeffrey Okuda. But I think this year is just special at the top on offense. And again, from our standpoint, uh, you know, a side of the ball that's a little bit easier to predict performance. And, and I do think there is a bit of a stigma with corners going in the top 10 who don't look like Patrick Peterson, who just aren't absolute freak athletes like a Julio Jones type, but at corner, that's Patrick Peterson, uh, Jalen Ramsey. Uh, you know, I think those guys, you feel more comfortable taking them at 10 than you do maybe four or five. Um, what's the lowest that you think a defensive player could plausibly come off the board first? Obviously, Detroit could go anywhere. They could pick offensive tackle. They could pick wide receiver. They could still pick a quarterback. Who the hell knows what they're going to do? So they could easily go past seven. Dallas would be the next obvious pick at number 10. Um, the Giants, the next few teams, I think, are definitely either way. They could they could pick a defensive player easily. What's the absolute lowest you think it could go before a defensive player comes off the board? I think it's those NFC East teams, Cowboys, Giants, and Eagles, 10, 11, 12. 
so the Panthers are interesting at eight because it's not like their defense is, you know, the 85 Bears or anything like that, but they just spent every draft pick on defense last year. So something's telling me, hey, the Panthers might, you know, revert back to picking some offensive players. So I, I see the Panthers at eight going offense, but, you know, they have a defense to look at. You mentioned the Lions at seven. But I really don't think I think Dallas is looking defense. So, I mean, if I had to make a guess, I don't think there is a defensive player, you know, going lower than 10. So I would say Dallas, but certainly the Giants or the Eagles are looking that way as well. So I mean, you think they could go even past those teams from a defensive standpoint? No, I mean, I think I think Dallas probably does end up going defense. The cornerback is where they've been mocked a lot. It started off and it was Caleb Farley to Dallas. Now it's Patrick Sertan to Dallas. Either way, the, the top cornerback seems to be getting mocked to Dallas a lot. They don't have to go that way. I've seen them um, in the market or, or mooted to be interested in a linebacker. They would have potentially their choice of the top linebacker or also on the defensive line. Like that defensive line has been a mess, particularly inside. Maybe they're the team that um, picks Christian Barmore, the, the one guy that seems to be a consensus first-round pick among those interior defensive linemen. It would seem very difficult to envisage a world where Dallas passes on all three levels of the defense to grab somebody on offense, presumably an offensive lineman, because obviously their wide receiver group is excellent. Um, they're getting Dak back. It would have to be an offensive lineman. And for that to happen, I think you would need some sort of crazy scenario whereby like a Panay Sewell is there at number 10, which they're not anticipating. And much like last year, when C.D. Lamb began to slide, I think the plan kind of went out the window and they just grabbed a player who they thought was too good to pass up on. Yeah, I, I can see the Cowboys really liking Rashawn Slater, too, if he was there at 10 and thinking, OK, here's our Tyron Smith insurance, you know, because he's been so hurt over the last couple of years. But I really think Dallas is going to look to the defensive side of the ball after what happened last season. So uh, to answer the initial question, seven Detroit Lions, very much in play for a defensive player. Cowboys at 10, very much in play for a def- defensive player. Maybe the Broncos at nine as well if they don't go QB, but uh, seven, nine, or 10 for the first defensive player off the board, it would be a record-breaking season. I think it just shows where this draft class is and, and the strength at the top. Um, and again, going back to our previous PFF NFL Daily, Sam, we don't even know who the top guy is. Is it Patrick Sertan? Is it a Quiddy Pay or a Jason Owe? Is it a Christian Barmore? We don't even know who the best player is on the defensive side. So it's really clouding uh, what could happen. In the in the first round. So let us know. What do you think? Who's the first defensive player off the board and where is it going to be? It's the PFF NFL Daily. <laughs>